Morning. So one of the large portions of this week's Parsha is the longest series of negativity in the, in the Torah, of the curses. We have um, 98 curses, 98 verses of curses, and, um, which is pretty big. There's only two places in the Torah where it goes in such a rant. And uh, we, uh, um, we, so to speak, uh, we read them before special times. Pasha's B'chul Kaisai, which we read before Shavuos. And that has the small portion of curses. And Pasha's Kisavai, which we read before Hashanah. Each of them we read with a break in between. Pasha's B'chul Kaisai is never the Pasha right before. It's always two Pasha's before. There's always a break of Bamidbar. Sometimes even Nasser. And before um, Rosh Hashanah, we always break it with Parshas Nitzavim, another Shabbos. Sometimes it's some Vayelach. Well, the beloved word. <clears throat> the, between the Parsha of the Curses of Kisavai and Rosh Hashanah. Um, and it's no coincidence. It's, uh, everything in this world works in such a way. God set up the world where you, st- you, you sometimes start from a dark place to enter a, li- a light place. And you, sometimes you feel negativity and it brings you somewhere positive. And everything's mixed with good and bad. It's never straight good, never straight bad. It's all a mixture. It's a huge um, challenge. A very uh, big, uh, um, w- weird system that, uh, of how it works. And therefore, before we get the big blessings, sometimes comes the strongest negativity. Um, when you're at the peak, when you're about to reach your goal, sometimes the biggest obstacles come and that's the way God set up the world. The biggest opposition comes when you're trying to do great things. Um, so right before Rosh Hashanah, right before Shavuos, when there's big blessings coming, um, there's big opposition, so to speak. There's big negativity that leads up to it. And especially Rosh Hashanah, we see it's even greater than Shavuos, because Rosh Hashanah, the curses are even longer. Now obviously, um, especially in the light of Chassidus and Kabbalah, we, the way we perceive the curses, the way we perceive this negativity is not as pure negativity. It's not as pure bad and pure evil. There's a, a reason for it. Um, not necessarily a reason we can understand. Like uh, we, the, the Lubavitch Rebbe would say many times that how dare someone say they can give an explanation to the Holocaust. That it's, uh, these are not things we can understand. But we do, one thing we believe, the strong belief and conviction of a Jew is that God does not send anything bad. God is the ultimate good God is the kindest individual, if he's an individual, but God is the kindest um, being that, that, there, that there is. And therefore, no ein ra yered momayla. There cannot be anything negative and anything bad that comes to us from God. Excuse me. I, certain yeah. things may seem I, to be bad. Can I ask you a question? Sure. If you never sense anything bad, why did you send back the Awana Kodesh when it was taken by the police team? It's a good question. Not today's discussion. It's a good question. Huh? It's a good question. Maybe for another day. He, they did, the Philistine did take a lot of Kodesh with the Ten Commandments inside of it. Why did, when God demolished the Philistine, why did he send it back? Why did he send the lot of Kodesh with the, uh, what the, we can discuss that story another day, okay? So, um, why, um, Ma. I lost my track of mind. What was I up to? <laughs> when, uh, so when I was... 
so um, so with these the curses that come obviously there's something there can't be pure evil and there can't be pure bad and we can um, have some perspective on this from two very famous stories which we'll go through two fascinating stories which will give us a very interesting perspective and show us how as time goes sometimes the negativity is we don't see how it's connected to positivity but it's, there's something good about it before the two stories it actually says when Mashiach comes, we're going to say, Hashem Which means we will thank God for all the affliction we received during the time of exile. Which is odd. Very, I still have a hard time understanding it. I don't think we can understand it until Mashiach comes. But it says, we will thank God for all the suffering we've suffered. We will thank God for it. You know, obviously, we will see something that we, don't, we have no way of seeing now. Um, but... Let's, uh, um, let's discuss these two stories. There were two famous Jewish figures that were very famous for their ability to perceive anything bad as good. Bad things happened to them. Actually, this, this, we have examples of bad things happening to them. And they had the ability to look through it and say that this is good. These two famous people were Rabbi Akiva and Nachum Gamzer. Nachamish Gamzer, everyone, it's in his name. Nachamish Gamzer, we'll discuss them. There's two famous stories, one in the Gemara Brachas, one in Tainus, that, uh, um, of how we see this in their life. Rabbi Akiva, the story is, that he was once traveling, and for whatever reason, he wasn't allowed into the city, that he was nearby, and he had to spend the night in the nearby forest. And we all know he brought with him, he had with him a donkey, he had with him a chicken, a rooster, and he had with him a candle. Obviously, each one was for a reason. Um, he had the donkey to carry his belongings. That's what they did back then. That was their car, their trunk. He had um, with him a candle so he can see in the night. And he had with him the rooster to wake him up for tikkun chatzais, or for the morning, for nates. <laughs> um, and this is, this is what he had with him. And it so happened that during the night, the candle blew out from the wind. And uh, a lion came and, and uh, killed the donkey and ate it. And a cat came and killed the rooster. He was left with nothing. And he said, The famous line, we said, everything that God does is for the good. He trusted that it was for the good. Came the morning, and he, and, he, and he found out that in the nearby city, robbers came, a big band of robbers, and they came to, do, to rob the city. And miraculously, well, no coincidence, he wasn't, first of all, many things happened here. He wasn't allowed into the city. He had to spend the night in the forest. And this candle, which would have attracted their attention, went out. The rooster, which would have made noise and attracted their attention, went out. It was killed. And the donkey was killed. So it happened to be that everything was for the good. He actually experienced it. But before he knew so, he, he proclaimed. And he said, That's one story. The second story is the famous story of Nachum Gamzu. Nachum Gamzu, um, he was known, he's called Ishgamzu, a person, the man of Gamzu, the man of also this. And why is he called the man of also this? Also this, Gamzu. Because he would always proclaim Gamzu the Torah. This is also for the good. 
He was known, it was on the tip of his tongue. He would always say, Gamzul What's the story? <laughs> In our generation, the modern guy would be Ahashim. So um, what, is, what is the story? The famous story where he was sent to, as a messenger of the Jewish people, the representative to the king of Rome, to the emperor. To, um, to beseech uh, mercy and get uh, um, him to take away whatever decrees were on them against the Jewish people. And he was sent with a chest of gold, silver, gems, uh, rubies, to, to, as, as a gift to the king, as if you can gift the king with something he doesn't have, but some gesture to show that we, we, what, we care for you, we want you, and we want your, you, to, you to help us. And on his way, he stopped in the inn. And they suspected that he had something. In the middle of the night, someone came into his room, opened the chest, found what was there. They replaced it with dirt and stole all the, all the precious stuff. And they didn't wait till he came to the king. He realized something happened. He opened it up and saw there was dirt. So he had a choice. Either he could go back home, forget about it. Or he could, he was a man that said, Gamzul everything's for the good. So he continued going. He said, this must be a reason for this. I mean, you'd have to be crazy to do that. But uh, this is what he did. He said, there must be a reason. He brought the chest with him to the, king, to the emperor and uh, he presented it. And <laughs> the, the, the emperor received the chest full of dirt. He considered it an act of rebellion. And he said, this man deserves to be killed. And he put him straight into the, the jail to hold him till they decide a sentence. And while he was there, God sent Eliyahu Anavi, Elijah the prophet in the form of an officer. He came to the king and he said, you don't understand what's going on here. He said, this man is a descendant of Avram. And the story in the Torah goes that Avram was the one that used dirt and threw it against the, when it was the, war, the war of the four and five kings when he was trying to save Lot. The story there, you, were, you like the story of Lot. When he was trying to save Lot, he, he threw the, um, the dirt and the dirt turned into arrows and killed the, the enemy. So he said the king, the king said, okay, the next time they had a war, they took the dirt with them, and they threw it, and they turned into arrows, and they won the war. He said, wow, look at this gift that you brought me. Something that no one else can give. You can imagine, if you would have brought gems, gold, that anyone can give. Dirt, that's the biggest, best weapon, no one can give that. And here he, he helped the Jews, and... These are the two stories. Interestingly, um, now these are obviously very high levels. Like we said, you've got to be crazy after you're, to take dirt to the king. <laughs> You got to be someone that that's really uh, has a real conviction and real uh, belief. And the Rabbi Akiva, he proclaimed that it was for the good, but uh, you know it was a bit different in the story. You can see already the difference um, in uh, what happened in the story. Um, interestingly, the Gemara says that Nachum Gamzu was a generation before Rabbi Akiva, and it was actually one of Rabbi Akiva's teachers. And we know that as time goes on after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, you know you read the Sadaris. The generations get, so to speak, spiritually worse. And we become more detached from, from godliness, which we experience in an open way in the time of the Bismillah, and which we will experience again when Mashiach comes. But as time goes on, we become more grub, we become more involved in the world, more worldly, and less um, sensitive and in tune to godliness and spirituality. So it only may, you can see the difference in just one generation gap from the stories. The Nachem Gamzu, the rabbi points this out, first of all, the, the language he said it in was Hebrew. Gamzu L'Toiva. And Hebrew is the holy tongue. It's more of a godliness is revealed. It's more of a revealed, you know, a language of godliness. Rabbi Akiva said it in Aramaic. That's one difference. Another difference, that Nachem Gamzu said, Gamzu L'Toiva. This is for the good. 
He didn't say Rabbi Akiva's let's go to the contrast. Rabbi Akiva said, that everything that God does is for the good. He didn't say this is for the good. He believed that there must be good that's going to come out of this. But this itself was bad. Meaning what happened to him was negative. That's how he perceived it. But what come, he knew that there must be something good that's going to come out of it. And in the story, that's what happened. Where what actually happened wasn't good. What came out of it, the result of it was good. Whereas, go back a generation, Nachem Yishgamzi, in his story, the actual thing that happened was the best thing that could have happened to him. It's crazy if you think about it. The actual thing that happened, I mean, like we said, if he would have brought gems, gold, who knows if the king would have liked it. This dirt that turned into weapons, that's something that no one else can do. But here's not only the reaction, the actual negative act was the good act. It led to something good. But the action itself, there's, you don't see... Okay, but there's a, diff- there's a slight difference in, the, in, each, in each story. And, it, it's, and you, if you take it, they were just one generation apart. Every generation further to our generation, which obviously we've experienced much suffering and much pain ever since they were around, um, probably uh, 1,500 years ago, was when they were around, I'm assuming, maybe more. Um, but the, to, to where we are now, where we've experienced so much evil, so much negativity, even in, in recent times, like the story, the anti-Semitism that we experience, and it's hard to say that it's good. Forget about Nochem Gamzu that says this is good, right? He actually believes this itself is good, that the dirt was good. Even Rabbi Akiva's level is hard for us to do sometimes, to say that it's for the good, good's going to come out of it. But um, this, uh, the reason why I'm mentioning these stories is because this is the perspective we, we need to have leading up to Rosh Hashanah and where we read the curses this week and we believe that the curses are not really curses, the blessings in disguise is the term we use. And the famous story of, uh, the, I'll say, I think I said it back by Bichu I'll say it again, with the Alter Rebbe and the, and the Mittler Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe was the first Chabad leader. We'll finish off with the story and the point and that the Alter Rebbe would be the one to read the Torah in the synagogue, in the shul. The middle Rebbe was a young boy, his son. The middle Rebbe was his son. And the, let me let's finish the story. No, it was much later. Not to, no, no. And the middle Rebbe, he, um, he would hear his father read the Torah. Now, it so happened that this week of Kisavai, this week, which actually is the Alter Rebbe's birthday, in a few days, Chayelo, um, the, uh, the Alter Rebbe wasn't in town. So he wasn't there to read the Torah. Someone else read the Torah. And the Mittler Rebbe got sick. Got so sick, the way the story goes, he was so sick in bed that there was even a question whether, he was, whether they would allow him to fast on Yom Kippur, which is two weeks from now. I mean, that's how sick he got. And when the people asked him, why do you get sick? He said, because of the curses that I heard in Shul. It bothered him. He was known to be a very spiritual person for another time. And uh, but, so they said him, but you hear them every year. He said, when they're taught the lane, when my father reads the Torah, I only hear blessings. When my father reads the curses, I only hear blessings. So again, it's not a level that we can expect to be on. But all of this just gives us the insight that we only sometimes see half the picture. Not only sometimes, always. We're not God. And we don't have the vision and sight of someone that can see God's side. We only see half the picture. And we're not, it's beyond our comprehension to be able to perceive the other half of the picture. And like, the, like we say, when Mashiach comes, to be able to say, well, thank God for all the affliction is insane to say that. But that's what we believe. And it's just, we're not, we're not given the ability to see it. 
And we, but there's something that we believe very strongly with conviction. And there's something to take with us as we go from the Shabbos, where we read the curses, to Rosh Hashanah, where we want a fresh new year with no curses, only blessings. And this is why we bless each other. One of the blessings that we say, the Rebbe would use this term all the time. We bless each other. It's my birthday, so I bless everyone this blessing. That you should have toiv hanira v'hanigla. That you should have tov hanira v'hanigla. Open and revealed good. Because if something bad happens, we believe it's good also. <laughs> so if I say you should get good, it may come in the form of something bad. We wish each other that you should have open and revealed good. That we should have good, that you with your physical eyes should be able to see that it's good. So that's what we wish for each other this year. But, but if chas shalom not, we believe and we strongly, it's a perspective that we need to have, that no bad comes from heaven. Nothing negative. And everything's a blessing. And if you learn the Kabbalah and Chassidus on the parsha this week, some, in many places, it goes through almost each of the curses explaining how they're really blessings. But uh, we'll leave that for those that want to explore more. Um, but, but have a good day. And, and let's try to exercise that perspective to perceive the things that happen and understand that everything's really for a reason and is there to bring us to a better place. Amen. Amen.